0: For those of you who don't know me, my name's Veronica, and I'm part of the team here, uh, and I'm married to Stuart, who's sitting over there. (laughs) Wave your hands, Stuart. (laughs) Um, I have a word for you tonight, and I pray that even as I'm talking, I believe that Holy Spirit's going to walk around this room, and he's going to be speaking to each and every single one of you, that it actually isn't even about the words that I'll speak, but it's about the revelation that you're going to get when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you tonight. You know, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of things to regret. But who knows, as you go through life and things happen, (laughs) there are more things to regret. I remember when I was younger, people would say, oh, I really regret that. And I think, no, I don't have anything to regret. You know, no, I was very black and white, so... (laughs) Um, But one thing I realised about myself was I didn't like to make mistakes. And when I made mistakes, I tried to fix them as quickly as possible. If you ask my mum, she'll tell you that I was a kid that didn't like to be in trouble. And the fact that my parents were upset with me was more than even perhaps maybe the smack that I received anyway. The fact that they were already upset with me, I was mortified anyway. (laughs) The smack You know, maybe it wasn't even necessary. (laughs) But the thing is, is that as a child and as I got older and trying not to make mistakes, I thought if I try harder, I won't make mistakes. Now, this is the thing, is what I didn't realise, but I know now, is we lack the ability to be perfect. (laughs) We're going to make mistakes. Now that might sound like a, maybe it was a light bulb moment to me, but maybe it isn't to you, that's fine. <laughs> but it was something I had to come to on my own because I like things to be just right. <laughs> and sometimes things aren't right, things aren't perfect, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to trip, we're going to fall. But you know what? God does not expect us to be Perfect. He knows that we lack the ability to be perfect. And so doesn't that take some of the pressure off ourselves in thinking I've got to be perfect when your maker does not expect you to be perfect then anything I put on myself is unrealistic and I'm actually headed down a steep, narrow path if I keep thinking in that train of thought. The reason that we're going to make mistakes is because we don't see the whole picture. How much, we probably wouldn't have any fear, anxiety if we saw the whole picture. Um, But would we trust God? There wouldn't be any reason to trust him because we would see the whole picture. And what God wants is for us to walk with him, trusting him. And so I think that's part of the reason he doesn't let us see the whole picture. You know, along with mistakes, and that regret does come, is the thinking of, oh, if I could just take it back, if I could turn back time, if I could take those words out of my mouth, if I knew that that decision would lead to this result, and all of that type of thinking is actually futile. It doesn't actually achieve anything. It doesn't actually change the past. All it does is rob us of our peace and our joy. And I also realised that along with that regret, what it kept me doing was as I kept turning back to the past, that's where my thoughts were going, oh, I wish, I wish, (laughs) if only, it's the if only thinking that is going to drive us crazy, the if, if, if It's difficult not to turn back because we're humans. And as much as I would like to say, oh, no, no, I don't ever turn back, I still do at times. (laughs) Um, You know, I even thought that when I've done the wrong thing and I've asked God and people for forgiveness, I should still live with regret. Do you know, it was one encounter not that long ago that Holy Spirit spoke to me about also letting go of regret that I felt because that regret was keeping me stuck in the past and I kept turning back. Every time I thought of that situation, there was the feeling of, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But God wanted me to move forward, to acknowledge that what had happened, yeah, I'd done the wrong thing, but it's part of my story and it makes me who I am today. And God will use it for good, even if it was the wrong thing. Life is messy. There's ups and there's downs. There's storms and there's calms. There's joy, there's sadness, there's despair, there's hope. There's tragedy and there's blessing. (laughs) There's hurt and there's healing. In Luke 17, Jesus is talking about the end times of the world and when he's going to come back. And when he's in the middle of this chapter, he says, Remember what happened to Lot's wife. Now, this would have been a well known story from Genesis for the Jewish people because um, young Jewish people would memorize portions of the Torah, which is uh, the first uh, five books of the Old Testament. So I'm going to read to you from Luke 17, 28 to 33, and it says, It was the same in the time of Lot. The people carrying on, having a good time, business as usual. Right up to the day, Lot walked out of Sodom. And a firestorm swept down and burned everything to a crisp. That's how it will be sudden, total, when the Son of Man is revealed. When the day arrives and you're out working in the yard, don't run into the house to get anything. You actually can't take it with you. And if you're out in the field, don't go back and get your coat. In my case, don't go back and get your shoes. (laughs) Remember what happened to Lot's wife. If you grasp and cling to life on your terms, you'll lose it. But if you let that life go, you'll get life on God's terms. So what did Lot's wife do? Let's look at Genesis 19:26. In the amplified, it says, "But Lot's wife, from behind him, foolishly, longingly, looked back towards Sodom in an act of disobedience, And she became a pillar of salt." Now you'd think, how could looking back be an act of disobedience? It was an act of disobedience because the angel of the Lord had told her previously. Not to look back. In the footnotes of the Amplified Bible, it says, Lot's wife not only looked back to where her interests were, but perhaps lingered behind and was overtaken by the fire and brimstone. Her dead body likely became continually encrusted with salt since this disaster occurred in the salt-rich area around the Dead Sea. So I think a picture of what that could... yeah. So that there is a salt pillar. She looks, I'm not saying this is Lot's wife, (laughs) but that looks stuck, doesn't it? It's not going anywhere. (laughs) So what is it we need to remember about Lot's wife? Let's not be so quick to pass judgment on her because I don't know about you, but I've been like Lot's wife many times. I've looked back and wished, longed, If we grasp and cling to life on our terms, we'll lose it. We think in our human thinking, I've got to hold on. I've got to hold on tighter so that I don't lose. But what God's saying is, let go. And you'll get life on God's terms, not our terms. So I believe, as I said earlier, that Holy Spirit's going to be speaking to you as I'm talking tonight. So what is God asking you to let go of? What is he asking you to stop looking back at? Lot's wife was calcified and stuck in a place that she was only meant to pass through. Not stop, not look back or long for how it was. She wanted what she was leaving and her looking back indicated the place of her real treasure. So I want to ask you, where do your thoughts keep going back to? Is that the place of your real treasure? Because the thing that a majority of our thoughts dwell on is usually where our treasure is. Regret, fear or guilt can stop us from moving on and sometimes we need to let go of those things as well because it's not a badge of honour. It's actually stopping us from moving on. God was delivering Lot's wife from a situation she needed rescuing from how many times have we looked back and seen oh God shut that door for a reason or God did that for a reason and I can see now why he did that but at the time perhaps we were devastated at the time maybe we felt rejected at the time maybe we thought God you didn't turn up but remember he sees the big picture we don't I'm not sure that Lot's wife saw that she needed rescuing. Um, Maybe. (laughs) I don't know what that city looked like as it was being destroyed, but the fact that she turned around and wanted, longed to go back. Let's not be like that. We don't see the big picture, but God does. He knows what is best for us. Even when storms or tragedy happens in our life, know that God works all things together for his good. In Romans 8.28 in the Amplified it says, and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us, don't ever give into the lie that God is not concerned about you because he is. He cares about every single detail of your life and when that thought comes into your mind that he doesn't care, I want you to rebuke it in Jesus' name and say, no, nah, I don't accept that thought. And God causes all things to work together as a plan, because he has a plan for us, for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Lot's wife was told by the angel of the Lord not to look back. Her disobedience also showed that she failed to trust God fully. Do you know that trusting God is a choice? And it's not just a one-time event, like, yes, I trust you, God and that's it. Sometimes it can be a daily, hourly thing. It's an active thing. It's where you need to talk to yourself and you need to say, you know what, I choose right now to trust God. Even if the things in front of me don't say that I can trust him, I choose to trust him. So have conversations with yourself. It's okay, no one's going to say you're crazy. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. When God speaks to us about things we need to leave behind, trust that he knows us better than we know ourselves. Trust that he's faithful. Trust that God does not lie. Trust that he wants good things for you. He's not sitting up there waiting to hit you with a big stick. Life is always happening for us. Even when it doesn't feel like things aren't happening, you just have to get out your watch, stopwatch, anything, and realise that life is not static because time is always moving on. And so our attachment to the past cannot be greater than our commitment to the future. And I want to read it again. It says, Our attachment to the past cannot be greater than our commitment to the future. What that means is don't allow things that have happened to stop you because there's a future ahead of you. Let's not get stuck. Why does God not want us to be stuck? It's not just for ourselves. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, it says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. So we have a race to run. You can't run a race when you're stuck. Have you ever seen anyone get stuck in the, in the starting blocks? Or, No, no. When that gun goes off, they all start running. And even if you fall down, pick yourself up, get up and keep running. Don't stop. Don't say stuck. We're meant to be a light to those around us. When we're stuck, it's difficult to shine. When we're stuck... Our focus is on our issue and not on those around us. When we're stuck, there's people in our world who need us to be that light. And when we're stuck, we can't actually help them because we're too busy looking at ourselves. I'm going to ask the team to come back up, please. So don't look back at what's burning down. You can't change it. And looking back does not fix it. It's about acknowledging what's happened and moving forward. Sometimes we need to ask God what his truth is so that we can begin to move forward because sometimes lies will also keep us looking back. Let's not be overtaken with the cares of this world. There's lots of cares of this world. But we are not of this world In John 17, verse 11 and 14 and 15, it says, and this is Jesus speaking. Now I am departing from the world. They, which is us, are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. So remember, we're not of this world, we're in this world, but we're meant to be passing through. So let's not get stuck. Keep moving forward, even if it's small steps. Even if it feels like perhaps maybe you're slightly stuck, ask God for help. Let Him draw near to you. Don't think that He doesn't want to draw near to you because He always wants to be in right relationship with us. So I want to ask you to stand tonight because I want to ask Holy Spirit to minister to each one of us. I'm going to pray, if that's okay with all of you, (laughs) I'm going to ask that Holy Spirit for those of you that are feeling like you're stuck. So I want you to close your eyes, lift your hands if you feel comfortable and I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, I ask for open hearts. Father, I pray that you help us to make room for you to bring healing to us. Lord, I pray for wholeness and restoration. Lord God, where we Have felt stuck. I ask, Father, that you help us to stop turning back to the past. We can't change the past, Lord God, but we can keep moving forward to our future. And so, Father God, I ask that you would hold our hands and help to move us forward, Lord God, Father, where there are lies that are getting in the way that you'd show us where those lies are. The lies, Lord, that would say we have to hold on to regret. The lies, Lord, that what I've done is unforgivable. Lord, the lies of I can never forgive that person. Lord, I pray that as you show us where those lies are, that you would speak your truth to us now. Lord, we need your truth to move forward. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you begin to minister to each and every single one of us. Lord, where words have been spoken over us that have been negative, we break the power of them right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you minister now. it helps you. Picture Jesus standing in front of you and begin to hand to Him the things that He's spoken to you about. And I believe that as you hand them to Him, He's going to show you what He's going to do with those things. He's going to bring good out of every bad situation. So how about we praise Him?